0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Praise the Lord. All righty. So today is the last message in the Spiritual Alignment Series. And... um, Can I say this to you? Please keep swimming in the waters of freedom. Okay, there are waters of freedom that God has for your life. Stay here and get free. Go through the process of spiritual alignment and let God free you. We mentioned last week that spiritual alignment, here's the way we want to define spiritual alignment. Spiritual alignment Is the deep internal process that leads us into private health? There is a deep internal spiritual process that will guide you. At the core of who you are, you are spirit first. Your spirit and your, yes, your mind. And emotions and a body. But listen, one day this body is going to go into the ground, but hallelujah, our spirit is going to be transferred up to heaven and we're going to receive a new body and, and new emotions. We're going to be glorified by the power of God, but the core of who we are is spirit. And when you're born again, the spirit of Christ comes into you. And now the the Bible says, the old is gone, behold, the new has come. How many are thankful to be born again today? How many would say amen? Hallelujah. And so I want to encourage you, this is a series that, that you need to kind of keep practicing the things that you're learning. And there are revelations that are very personal to you and discoveries of freedom that are very personal to you because my sister's uh, uh, um, experience and her walk with God and the attacks of the enemy on her life are unique to her as opposed to a brother who could be sitting in the back row and yet god by his mighty power when you're born again god by his mighty power he comes in and he starts to help you according to where you've been and where he wants to take you you see and so there's something deep that god wants you to wants to do in you and through you and i want to encourage you to keep focusing on the pathway and the process that leads to your freedom god wants you free whom the sun sets free is what Free indeed. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the verses. We're going to read two sets of verses. First, we're going to read the key verses of the series. 2 Timothy 1 uh, 6 and 7 are as follows For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Some translations, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Other translations, or God does not give us a spirit of cowardice and everything that is associated with fear and timidity and cowardice. But he does give us, everyone, power, love, and self-discipline. And this self-discipline speaks directly to the state of your mind. It speaks directly to the state of your mind, and we're going to be focusing on that today. But for today, for the purpose of today's message, we're going to be recruiting some help from Peter, from the Apostle Peter. So I'm going to read this up front because we're going to tag team with Peter. Paul and Peter are going to tag team to help us today. So look at what Peter says, Second Peter chapter 1 says, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, how? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, knowledge, promises. Knowledge becomes a promise. You're gonna see this in a moment. The knowledge of God, when it becomes personal inside of you, also becomes the powerful promise of God. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. Now you're walking in alignment. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So this is really, really powerful. And so today, let's go over this. We start with the fact that Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, keep your gift on fire. Timothy, live with your gift on fire. The word of the Lord to you is live with your gift on fire. Okay, be, be at home, wake up in the morning and be with your family with your gift on fire. Because when you're with your family with your gift on fire, you're the best you. You're the you that God called you and predetermined and predestined for you to be. How many would say amen? Go into work with your gift on fire. Step into church with your gift on fire. Meet with your friends. Meet with the people that you should be discipling with your gift on fire. Stand up in front of the people to preach, Al Toledo, with your gift on fire. Because when your gift is on fire, sing with your, gift as, with your gift on fire. Minister to the children. Usher with your gift on fire. When you're operating with your gift on fire, that's the best version of you for the glory of God. Okay, so, so here's, he's saying, listen, keep your gift on fire. When God's power, heart, and mind are aligned... In our lives, our gifts are set on fire. And here's what we've covered so far. First week, we said that we have to align with God's power. We have to align with God's power. And uh, uh, and then last week, we talked about that we also have to align with God's heart. Now, if you have not been through the entire season the, uh, series thus far, please go through this. I am asking you as the pastor here, to take the time to listen to these messages. I think they need to be listened to more than once because God wants to say so much more to you than I could say in a 40-minute slot. If you open your Bible and if you go through this and you start to personalize, personalize these truths, God has got a lot of stuff to say to you. Amen. Now today, the alignment is with God's mind. Today, and the title of the message today is Aligning with God's Mind. And I want to pray right now because even though I'm going to unpack this, I think that that naturally when we talk about aligning with God's mind, we have all experienced what it means not to be aligned with the mind of God. We've all experienced what it means to walk in fear. We've all experienced... Uh, to what it means and how it feels to be stressed out to be negative to have your emotions in the wrong place we have righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost that's what we're called to to live with righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and we know when we're walking stressed out and 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 like like the world vomits on us and we're And we're so dragged down by these ugly things. God wants to align us with his mind. So I want to pray that God would breathe upon this process of aligning with his mind. Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your great and precious promises. I thank you, Lord, that we don't live this life on our own. You never meant for us to do this by ourselves. I thank you that you want to put your hand upon us. You want to put your spirit upon us, oh God. You want to set us on fire for you, oh God. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is the the paraclete. He is the helper. And every step of the way you want to help us, And one of the key ways, Lord, that you help us from the inside out is that you align our minds with your mind. And I pray right now for the mind of Christ. God, I pray for for the most disturbed mind to experience spiritual alignment today. I pray for people battling with fear, depression, darkness, negativity, whatever flavor the enemy has been pouring out to them in the name of Jesus, I pray for spiritual alignment. And I pray, Lord, that by your mighty power, you would visit us in a very deep way and move us into private health, Lord, so that we could be publicly fruitful for your glory, your honor, and your praise. So bless this word. I come against all distraction in the name of Jesus. Lord, we cast down every lie of Satan right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for freedom to receive. He who has ears, let him hear what the spirit would say. Give us freedom to receive what your spirit would say to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're talking about aligning with the mind of God. And when you're aligned with God's mind, here's what's happening. You're receiving the revelation that he wants you to receive and you're thinking the thoughts that he wants you to think. Very important, very powerful. When your mind aligns with God's mind, here is what's happening on a consistent basis. And see, there's a difference between this happening at an altar call or in the middle of a sermon on Sunday and it happening all week for you. We're talking about spiritual alignment, okay. We're talking about something going beyond what you experience. You're supposed to experience things here so you could live it out out there. How many would say amen? Okay, so here's the thing. When you're aligned with God's mind, you're receiving revelation. The Christian is supposed to be hearing from their heavenly father. He loves us and he wants to talk to us. He's a good, good father. And our life is meant to be a life where we receive revelation. We're hearing from God, and he's speaking to our hearts in deep ways. And he's guiding us, and he's showing us, and he's growing us. Amen. We are called to receive revelation. And look, I'm so excited that you're here to receive the word of God. And this is meant to be revelation. But you're, you can receive revelation on your own. That's God's will for your life. God's will is that you would go home and you would hear from the Lord they that are the sons of god are led by the spirit of god men and women hearing from god's spirit so god talks to us amen so here's what's happening you're receiving the re- the revelation he wants you to receive and you're thinking the thoughts that he wants you to think this is a a consecutive or a sequent cons- uh, this is a consecutive and sequential process Revelation should impact your thought life and your practices. Okay, revelation is of no use to us if it doesn't translate into a new way of living. And the way it translates into a new way of living is through a new way of thinking. Okay, so when you align with God, here's the process. You receive the revelation that God wants you to receive. And then you start to think the thoughts. All day long that God wants you to think. And there's a big difference between us thinking the thoughts that God wants us to think and us thinking the thoughts that our flesh wants us to think and us thinking the thoughts that the world is trying to influence us to think and us thinking the thoughts that Satan wants us to think. Huge, huge difference. Okay. Now here's what he's been encouraging Timothy with. He's reminding Timothy that fear is the barrier. Fear is the barrier. How does Satan douse our gift? Satan douses our gift by raising up fear in its many uh, different forms. And we talked about fear packages last week. So it raises up fear in its many different forms. So that our mind is not receiving from God and thinking the way we're supposed to think. So this is a very, very important. Last week we talked about fear packages. And we mentioned that Satan drops them off like Amazon Prime drops them off at your house. And last week we talked about just because he drops off a fear package at your house, it doesn't mean you have to open the door and bring it in. Okay, don't bring it in. When he drops off that demonic, uh, uh, unholy suggestion at your front door, which he's doing all day, he drops it at your desk, he brings it through your phone, he brings it through your TV, he brings it through what people say sometimes, and he he puts it on billboards for you. When those things come, don't take it in. In the name of Jesus, we got to renounce that garbage. You see? So there are these fear packages that are being dropped off all day long, and we can allow them. So a fear package, listen, when it comes to your mind, a fear package is a satanic strategy designed to destabilize your ability to align with God's mind. That's what it is. It's this satanic stra- uh, a strategy. And the purpose of this strategy is so that you will become an unstable person. It's not God's will for Christians to be unstable. Christians are supposed to be people who walk in peace. Christians are supposed to be people who walk calmly, who have the joy of the Lord. The Bible says let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Amen. And consequently in our minds. So I have a, a, an illustration that I want to um, uh, um, show you here. Because remember, we've been talking about the fact that That you have to renounce deep in order to receive deep. Everyone say renounce deep. Renounce deep deep in order to receive deep. So when it comes to these fear packages, here's what we're looking at. So fear packages, as we talked about, about last week, fear packages are like this. And this is what we learned last week. Is that when you renounce deep, you have to renounce everything in the box. The reason why we stay stuck in fear is because most of us, we will reject and say, I reject that negative outcome. This is the trick that the devil has been playing on us for so long. I've experienced this. I've been through this battle myself. So... We get confused because we reject the negative outcome, okay? But we talked about last week that it's not just the outcome, it's a whole package. So here's what Satan does, okay? Satan takes our past experiences and he focuses on failures. He focuses on things we've seen that happened to our parents, our parents' marriage. Why don't you want to get married? Well, after watching my parents' marriage, well, I don't want to get married, We are dramatically impacted by things that happened when we were four, when we were seven, and when we were 12. And you don't understand what some man did to me so that now I don't want anything to do with any man. So Satan, what Satan does is he, in this fear package that he drops off and we bring it in, he starts with our past experiences and he says, you see what happened back then? That is exactly what's going to happen again right here, right now, today in your day. And so, so not only do we live in light of the past, which we know is not God's will. How many know the blood of Jesus has washed away the past? Hallelujah. We don't live. Behold, I do a new thing, the Bible says. I'm doing a new thing. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. And so, so we know we're not supposed to live our lives, our future based on our past. We need to be aligned with God because the, the, our focus is God's will. But see, Satan says, remember your past, and he gives you the negative outcome. He provides the negative outcome. Even though it hasn't taken place, a lot of people, we live out a negative outcome before it even happened. And if you're the kind of person, you're constantly living out negative things in your heart. You don't experience it in the physical, but in your emotions, you experience it. I'm telling you right now, you need to renounce that in the name of Jesus. That's not supposed to occupy your brain space and the space of your emotions. It's not God's will for you to be living that out. You need to be living out the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. You need to be living out the wonderful things that he has for your life. That's what you're supposed to be thinking about. God has a wonderful plan. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. And so, but here's what we do. We have the past experiences. He gives us the negative outcome. And then in addition to that, see it's a package. In addition to that, here's what he does. He gives us the actual pathway to the outcome. Okay, so you have the past experience. So you've already seen failure, destruction, you've seen hardship, you've seen all of the terrible things, or you've actually experienced it yourself, but now you're new in Christ and God has a future for you, and and he paints that, and here's what he does. He not only paints that, but he actually shows you how it's going to happen. And this is the most simple thing. A A guy could... Could want to, he could be interested in a girl. And you're supposed to, you know, in the real world, you talk to people, you don't text them. Okay? I just want to think, you know, think about this. So instead of going over and talking to one of his sisters in Christ, in the body of Christ, and not make a big, crazy deal about it, he's already. He's already seeing her rejecting him. He's already seeing people looking at him. He's seeing himself fall down four times before he gets to her. He's seeing dribble come out of his mouth while he's trying to talk to her. He's seeing all of these crazy things. And when he actually does go talk to her, if he he ever does go talk to her, he can't even be himself. And vice versa. Same thing for a job interview. Same thing for a million things what the enemy does is he lays out the pathway. And you know what, I'm using like more simple illustrations because quite frankly, I could use some pretty graphic ugly ones. And I believe that in our hearts we have very graphic ugly things. And that Satan is describing this is exactly how it's going to happen. And we live in that description and it absolutely shuts us down. It shuts our hearts down. It shuts our mind down. And then here's the last thing. When you got these three things in operation, guess what happens? What happens is in addition to all of that, now you are living the emotions. Okay? You are literally living the emotions that God never meant for you to live. The closest, closest example to this is, the, is there's a phenomenon called night terrors. So if you know about night terrors, it means that someone has such a powerful, scary dream that they are yelling and screaming and crying. You know, one of our children when they were little had night terrors. I know a great man of God who actually has night terrors. And he's he's older than I am, but to this day he still has night terrors. And what happens is, is something can get inside of a person's subconscious. So Deep. Everybody say renounce deep. renounce deep. Something can get inside of a person's subconscious so deep. It's like a unique phenomenon that even adults are like flailing and crying, and they get up now. They're in the safety of their own home. Okay. They're in the they're in a place where everything is good. You know, it's all good. You know, they're actually supposed to be resting, but instead of resting, they are in a full blown panic and assault of terror in their subconscious so that they're dreaming and they're crying and screaming and going through all of this. And you know what? None of it is true. None of it is true. And so this is where where we know it's God's will, it's God's will for us to renounce deep so that we can receive deep and we're, this is part of what we're talking about. These things have to be renounced. And the way it works is like this. It's kind of like this, this actually starts to become in the beginning almost, almost an all-day thing. Because we are so bombarded by negativity we are so harassed by, by, by negative outcomes and negative pathways and negative emotions. We as Christians have accepted Satan's plan for our state of emotions and for our, path, our patterns of thinking. We've accepted that as normal, but in the name of Jesus, it's not normal. Your mind is supposed to be free, your mind is supposed to be clear. You should should be walking in confidence. God wants us to be confident. Why wouldn't we be confident? Confidence doesn't mean arrogance. Confidence means, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It means that God has good things for me to do. God has things for me to be in store. And he's equipped me and he's gifted me for it. But if we don't renounce deep, if we don't renounce deep, brothers and sisters then this is what's dominating us. And so it's kind of like this. Look, in, uh, what, uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, we demolish, everyone say this word, ready? We demolish arguments. We demolish arguments. Okay, we demolish arguments. So Satan puts an argument before you. We have to destroy that argument. Okay, Satan puts things inside of your mind and we have to, he puts the outcome. This is a whole package. This is an argument from your path. This is the pathway. This is the outcome. This is the emotion. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension. It's every lie that sets itself up against everyone, the knowledge of God. You're going to see how this connects now. Okay, we have to destroy. And the, the way it really comes down to it's kind of simple like this. Okay, so there are things. See, here's the challenge. The challenge for us is that even though we want to say, I don't want to let those packages in, this is the truth. There are people in this room right here, right now. There are people in this room regardless of what your position is in life, regardless of what your attainments are in life, there are people in this room right here, right now, that you have actually taken in so many of those fear packages. We're telling you, don't let them in. But what, what happens when they're already in there? Okay? When they're already in there, something very, very important has to, Take place. We have to demolish every argument and pretension. So it's kind of like this. So let's say past experiences. There's a process of renouncing deep. How deep is deep in your mind and in your heart and your emotions. And you've got to go and you've got to rip it off. Okay. And the dark blotch that marks your being has to be ripped off. Because how many know God wants your, your mind to be pure and clean? How many would say amen? You've got it every time Satan starts to lay out that unholy pathway... The, the the trip and fall, the, the saying something stupid or the you're going to get beat, you're going to get rejected or they're going to kick you out or all of these horrible things that Satan puts in our mind. We have to have the capacity to say, look, that's Satan's pathway, but I, r- I rip it off in the name of Jesus. I refuse to accept this thing in my mind and it happens throughout the day and I'm telling you right now, you need to reject the Lies of the enemy all throughout the day. Yes, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to allow those things to haunt me. I was talking to a brother about this the other day, and they said to me, You know what? Just now, you said something encouraging to me, and I've got to renounce the lie that came into my mind. This happened this week. I'm talking to a brother. I'm encouraging him. And and, and we were actually talking about this. And he says to me, you just said something encouraging to me, right? And I should be built up and edified. But what I really need to do right now is that because the outcome was so unholy and negative, I have to rip it off. So I'm telling you right now, brothers and sisters... Now, here's here's what you have to see. This is the the last one is the emotions. And I can tell you this, I'm a little bit further in the journey. And I don't think that this ever necessarily is like completely over because we're always battling with Satan. But so I've been through this process. And forgive me for being so personal about it. But as I was preparing this series, when I got this series, it's interesting. I had all of these unholy emotions that I was used to. Right? And I, I, as I prepared this, the, these three messages, this, my emotions were alive with all of these things. But I started throughout the day. I reject that. I reject that. I, I, had a, I had to speak in front of thousands of people not too long ago. And I had to reject all sorts of emotions and feelings. And then this past week, I was thinking about what I wanted to say, and I was struggling to find an illustration. You know why? I couldn't find the feelings in my heart. I couldn't find them. You know why? Because there's a place you think right now, you don't understand how I live. You don't understand how I feel. But in the name of Jesus, you can rip it off by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you right now, you may be walking around feeling feelings... You know, that make you uh, discouraged, that, that dis- demolish your faith, that destroy your confidence, that wreck your discipline. Let me tell you something. I can tell you from being an athlete, nothing destroys a disciplined life than negativity. You have to be, po- if you want to be, be disciplined, you have to be positive. Okay, when you get up to run, when I was a kid and I got up to run, if I felt like, what's the use of running? What's the use of getting up at six in the morning and running seven miles if when I get out on the field they're gonna hit 25 home runs off of me? I guarantee you, you wouldn't run. You see? And a lot of people, there's a big reason why you're not a disciplined person. It's because your mind is not sound. It's because you wake up every day and there's so much negativity and you haven't ripped out all of this unholy nonsense that Satan has lodged there. In the name of Jesus, you have to rip that thing off. You have to demolish it. You have to reject it by the power of God. And let me tell you, when that happens, you're going to see how internally you're going to wake up and you're going to want to do other things with your time and your energy. And you will be disciplined. Because the spirit that God gives is the spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Now how do we, we talked about what we have to get out. We're going to close very quickly. We're going to close with some very important points. It's not enough to rip out the lies. Okay. It's not enough. There is a process of renouncing deep, and then there's a process of receiving deep. Everybody say receive deep. deep. Are you ready to receive deep? Because we have a way that we could receive deep. Receiving deep is a very simple but powerful two-step process. Okay. The process of receiving deeply in our minds, and by the way, it impacts our heart, it impacts everything about us. Is this number one? Peter teaches us this number one, fill your mind with biblical knowledge, fill your mind with biblical knowledge. Number two, pray for revelation, fill your mind with biblical knowledge, then pray for revelation. And let me let me show you how this happens every day, it should be happening every day in a way, all day. All right, so here's the thing. He says, he says to them, grace and peace be yours in everyone. Abundance, not a little trickle. Abundance, grace and peace. How's your heart? Oh, I'm full of grace, I'm full of peace. How, how much? Abundantly, why? Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord the more you're filled with biblical knowledge of Jesus the more you're filled with biblical knowledge which is the word of god what it what happens is is now you're giving the spirit what is needed so that you could be full and healthy he uses that biblical knowledge to produce revelation but i need to pause here all right i'm almost done stick with me so so step 1 fill Your mind and your heart with biblical knowledge. Look, if you read the Bible, okay, for five minutes once a week, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you will not walk in spiritual alignment. That's not God's will. Okay. There is a daily feeding of the word of God. There's a daily feeding that is required. And we know that because we we daily feed ourselves every day, twice a day, three times, sometimes four times a day. That's another sermon. Right? We know about feeding ourselves. We're foodies in Chicago. Right? This is the foodie culture now. But what about the word of God? You have to fill yourself with biblical knowledge. Now, can I make an observation? We're almost done. Beware of escapism. Beware of escapism. Everybody say escapism. escapism. Escapism is filling your mind with entertainment in order to disconnect from our daily pressures. The, the American pastime is to escape from pressure. Instead of, instead of being in a revelation space, guess what we do, okay? We find Netflix. We find All of these different things, and look, it doesn't mean that you're watching something filthy and dirty, but it does mean that instead of experiencing revelation, you're filling yourself with something that has no powerful impact on the next day of your life and the next months of your life. So beware of escapism because I talk to Christians all the time, and I've been there myself, where you've worked so hard you deserve a break today, and because you deserve a break today, you go and you binge watch something that has absolutely no edifying qualities to it, even though it may not be sinful. But just remember, that space, okay, that space is very important to your alignment. That, the Bible says in Psalm 1, and that man is like a tree planted by streams of water, right? What man? It says, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, he meditates after Netflix. And on his law, he meditates after he ran to this and ran to that. He meditates after social media, after Instagram and Facebook. Guess what? Oh, I'm about to sleep. I'm yawning. Let me read one verse so I'll feel good. That's not what we're talking about here. How about we fill ourselves with the word before Instagram and before whatever you watch on Netflix. Chances are you're going cur- to cut a lot of that other stuff down. How many would say Amen. Come on, yes. You know, I've learned over the years sometimes there's something called a conviction clap. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit convicted. I don't even want to clap about this, but I'm going to. But yes, you see. Man, think about that kind of life. What would your life be if you were really full of the word of God? What would the men of God in our church be like if they were really full of the word of God? You see? What would be the impact of the church of Jesus Christ if we were really full of the word of God? Because here's what happens, watch. First, you pray and you fill yourself with biblical knowledge, not with the news, not with Fox, not with CSNBC, not with Democratic parties, what they're saying, what the Republican Party is saying, not with all of that stuff. There has a place. I'm not saying be some kind of weird person who lives in a tower. You gotta be tuned in uh, into what's happening, but be filled with God first all I'm saying so watch this look at what the Bible says right so he says fill yourself with knowledge pray for revelation and watch it says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our everyone knowledge You see, when the power of God starts to combine with the knowledge of God inside of you, everything begins to change. You see, this is spiritual alignment. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Watch. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. So look, let me, let me just say this, and we're about to close right now. Here's what happens. When the power of God, okay, meets the knowledge of God inside of your being, it becomes the promise of God. Let me say that one more time. When the power of God, okay, infuses the knowledge of God Inside of, in your devotional experience, when that is happening, you're reading the Bible, God's power visits a verse. That verse is set on fire inside of you and now you got a promise. When that starts to happen, your life starts to change because that's revelation. And when you're living by revelation, you're living by more than just something in the the Bible. You're living by a direct word from God for you that says, I want you to do this. Or this is what I'm going to do in you. Or this is what I'm going to do for you. And when you're walking around with the power of God, now you're walking with revelation. You're walking very, very differently. Because here's what happens. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Now you're walking like Jesus wants you to walk. Now you're responding the way Jesus wants you to respond. Now all of a sudden, it's not you, it's the best version of you because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then here's the last thing it says... It says, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So the enemy controls us. Listen, he just controls us. All of, the, all of the wrong thinking, wrong thoughts, wrong feelings, wrong desires. When God wants to fill us with his knowledge and God wants to produce revelation. When the Bible is infused with the power of God, you walk in revelation. And one revelation, listen to me. One revelation from God will dramatically alter the course of your life. One revelation. How much more multiple revelations. When was the last time as we go to close? When was the last time you got a word from the Lord? Because let me tell you something. I have experienced all kinds of joys, you know. I have experienced the joy of God. Of getting married. I've experienced the joy of having children. I've experienced the joy of buying a house. I've experienced the joy of, of all kinds of joys. I've, I've experienced the joy of healing. I've experienced all kinds of joys. But let me tell you something consistently, the greatest joy of my soul is the moment that God speaks to me. There's nothing like it. How many believe God wants to speak to us today? Come on, let's lift our hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, oh God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify your name, oh God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We belong to God. We don't belong to the world. We don't belong to the enemy. And we want to align our hearts and our lives with the living God. We need spiritual alignment from the inside out in the deepest in the deepest place of this, of our soul, O oh God. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.